Welcome to the Elmo and Doris Different Podcast. You're listening to the Elmo Adore Difference, a podcast that gets people from all walks of life to share powerful ideas and spread good vibes. My name's Elmo Adore Jr. and I'm a young Filipino passionate about the individuality every person can bring to the table. And I'm talking to unique people about how they see the world and how to make a difference. Nikki Sudo, he is from Wales. He is 29 years old. And I can say that he has experienced a lot. You know, he faced dark times in his life, facing some health problems that uh, a lot of people can relate to. And um, I think that uh, we can all learn something from Nikki here. So, uh, Nikki, can you uh, uh, say something to the crowd here listening? Um, thank you, Elmo. That's very kind of you. Um... You want me to say something, so um, I hope you're all doing okay. Life could be worse, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, everything's good. The sun's shining. Okay, so Mike, and I want to ask you about um, these dark times that you say you've gone through. Like, that's really interesting because uh, it's, it's my first time to hear someone who actually uh, presents that they actually had a dark time in their lives. And uh, what would that be? Uh, Please uh, tell us about that. Yeah, so it, it's quite long. I'll, I'll go back to the, the start, I suppose. Um, growing up, my, my father was a, a drug dealer, so he spent a lot of time in prison. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was, I, was young, I was a young boy growing up, growing up without a father. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that affected me in a great way. You know, a young boy needs his dad, you know. So when I was 15... Um, he'd been out of jail for six months and he died of a heart attack. Um, I just want to say as well, like, don't feel sorry for me because I'm, I'm feeling great. I'm having an awesome life. So yeah. So he died when I was 15, um, heart attack and I was kind of lost. I I didn't deal with it properly. Then I got into crime and, and drugs and, you know, I started, committing like uh, theft and it moved on to robbery where I, I robbed a little supermarket, uh, a local supermarket <clears throat> and I got sentenced um, to, to, you know, a custodial sentence of prison. I served, I served about five years. Um, you know, in between all that, there was a lot of drug taking and um, sort of, uh, self-abuse I suppose not looking after myself um, yeah so I, I came out of prison pretty much worse than I went in mm-hmm. I, I went you know, I was suffering with depression anxiety um, drug induced psychosis paranoia doctors had said that I had um I was manic depressant with um, antisocial personality disorder, showing signs of schizophrenia. Um, I put all this down to to, the, to my environment at the time and drug abuse. Um, last year, then you know, I, I just drifted. I was drifting yeah. in and out 
of just just dark times, you know, um, feeling low, mm -hmm. feeling bad. Then last year I had a I had a heart attack, mm -hmm. and I had um I had a cardiac um, MRI scan the the la the end of last year, and they told me I had heart failure. So for about six months I was in I was at the you know the lowest point of my life and um, I thought death was imminent. Then, as as time progressed, I slowly realised that I wasn't dying. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I sort of I I done a lot of research, obviously, and I started to understand that if I start to look after myself and take care of myself, treat myself as someone that I care for, then I can live a long, you know fruitful life um yeah so like my mentality started to change and i started to appreciate the small things again mm -hmm. which i hadn't done since i can remember to be honest and i also forgot to mention that i've got a three-year-old son um i see him regularly i'm not with his mother but yeah so yeah, so my mentality started to change, I suppose, at the beginning of this year. And, you know, things are locking up. I, I'm very grateful. It's, it's, people find it hard to believe, but I'm very grateful for all of my past, even even the bad points, you know, which um, is mainly bad, you know, uh, at the time. But but looking back, I'm grateful for everything I got. So yeah, that's that's about it, really. That's that's mm -hmm. quick. Yeah, oh, there there's a lot of arguments in like uh, psychology where uh, a person's uh, personality or whoever you are is could be either determined by uh, your nature, your genetics, and all of that, or basically just your environment. You know. And I think mm -hmm. nature and nurture. I think it's it's definitely it's definitely both. You know, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. there's there's a certain part of you which you're hardwired to be a certain way, mm -hmm. um, and then there's a large part of it which is is your environment. You know, the, your experiences and and whatnot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, uh, uh, do you ever like? Uh, blame your environment for who you have become, or uh, do you? Is it yourself uh, part to blame for it? My, I suppose my environment played a large part. Mm -hmm. I would say that my environment played a larger part. My environment and my circumstances mm -hmm. and trance played mm -hmm. played a larger part, but. You know, there's still, there's that, at the core of it, mm -hmm. there's the, the genetics where I'm hardwired to be the person I am, you know? But given different environment, different circumstances, different chances, I could have been completely different, obviously. So mm -hmm. I think it's, it's a bit of both, you know? Mm -hmm. I would say that it's, it's, it's probably like 60% environment, 40% biological. Yeah, but um, 
Well, when when we talk about biology and all of that, we it's actually uh, out of our control. And so, um, when you say that it's part you who is to blame, would you say that it's uh, you as a person with free will uh, beyond the genetics or hardwire uh, hardwires that you have? Uh, would you say that as a, a person who has a free choice in all his actions, would you be accountable for the acts that you have done? Oh, wow. Um, I think that mm-hmm. I think that it's, it's a bit of both, like, you know, all the way through. So there's certain things I chose that, mm-hmm. that they weren't free will choices. They were they were sort of it's my nature to make them choices but yet if my if if i was born in under different circumstances in a different environment i would not have made them choices you mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. so although i don't think that the choices i made i didn't have much choice in them i think that but if i was in an in a different environment mm-hmm. i wouldn't have had to make them choices or the choices I made would have been slightly different. But mm-hmm. I, think, I think that it's an argument, the nature-nurture argument is an argument for a reason. Um, I think because the argument should be that it is both. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's definitely, it's a bit of nature and it's a bit of nurture. Yeah, so yeah. Um, it's really great to uh, hear that you're looking at life uh, much better because especially now that you have a son and you're looking yeah. forward to your life because you don't uh, think that you're dying and that's great. And um, yeah. being someone who has this past, you know, like uh, having a criminal record, you know, that, that will chase you all your life, you know, and people yeah. will judge you by your record, yeah. you know, it's a fact of life. Yeah. But uh, as someone with that past, how would you look at life at a positive, a positive perspective? Well, the way I see it, I'm easily judged by people. So people, people give all my life I've had, I've been judged wrongly. At the start, people think I'm a bad person. Or, but once they get to know me, they like me. So... I kind of deal with it okay. Like people can judge me however they want. It's normally in a negative light. But I know that once they get to know me, that I'm a nice person. Mm-hmm. Um, I see this as a good thing because I could be judged as a as a nice person, but at the core of it, I could be a horrible, evil person. Yeah. So I'm doing okay, you know. It could be worse. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, I can see that you're uh, taking this past as uh, something you were grateful that has happened to you. And uh, as you yeah. say, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's something that has taught you a lot ab- about life. And uh, what mm. were these lessons that uh, are passed with uh, all these dark stuff? Uh, how, how, what would be these lessons be uh, for someone who is actually passing through the same the same environment and process you went through as a, uh, a young adult? Well, the biggest thing is acceptance. You mm-hmm. need to accept things, yeah? So, um, you know, you, you can't let yourself get 
overcome by bitterness and resentment because it will destroy you. Like so, you have to accept things, and once once you can accept and forgive, then it's okay. It, it you know life becomes great again. Um, you know it's it's not worth it's not worth wasting what you've got left thinking negatively about what has happened. You know, you need to take lessons from what's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and the most valuable lessons are the hardest, you know, the, the hardest lessons you'll have. So mm-hmm. in my case, like the worse the lesson, the, the, the more pain it caused, the better the lesson was. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm grateful for, 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 the, for the lessons I had you know, in that way. And I do see them as lessons. I see, I see all my past trauma as, as, um, as a lesson to get into the mentality that I'm in now, you know? Yeah. And I think it's uh, really hard though to, uh, to have acceptance. For example, uh, when you're someone passing through having a, like a, a, a father who went to prison and died early, uh, having been in an environment where everybody's pressuring you to do bad things and uh, a lot of environmental blame towards government, all that stuff. Um, yeah. How would you, how would you accept all this, all this and uh, become a person beyond where you are and uh, truly uh, become someone who is, having the positive outlook you have right now? Yeah, so there's, there's a few things we have to think about. Um, you know, if we, if we rewind, you know, 200 years, mm-hmm. things were a lot worse for our, our ancestors. Like, you were lucky to get to 40 years old, you know? Yeah. You know, now we've got, we've got central heating, we've got double glazed windows, we've got... We've got welfare, we've got healthcare. Um, we're living great. You know, even if you're in a bad spot now in, in you know, the 21st century, you're doing well compared to our ancestors. Um, so that's one thing. And another thing is, like I said earlier, if you're going to be bitter and resentful about your past, all you're doing is you're making your present bad as well. So... Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a waste. You need to, it's, a, it's like you said, right? Acceptance is the hardest lesson I ever learned. And it's a hard lesson and it's, it's difficult to do. But, you know, you have to try, like, and you have to keep trying. And life is going to keep throwing you these tests and, and lessons. And, you know, things will get better if, if you've got the right mentality. Um, you know, humans are, are capable of, of a lot. They can with, we can withstand a lot of trauma. Like, uh, you can't even imagine how much trauma a human can be, can live through. And at the end of that trauma, the way you have to look at it is you're a better, you're, you're, you're more... Um, you've got you're a better quality of human than when before the trauma um, if you if you handle it in the right way with acceptance you know yeah so don't see, don't see when when you have when you have to face adversities 
don't see it as a as a down point. See it as a chance to to um, to grow. You know, as a chance to to um, yeah to grow to grow yourself to become a better person. Yeah, but um, something uh, of what you said uh, earlier is that um, sometimes you know for certain that in different circumstances you would actually be a horrible person you know and sometimes Hello? you can be a good person or a nice person when people meet you yeah. but you know for a fact that there are circumstances that you might be a horrible person or just technically uh, a monster you know and yeah and um yeah i think it's really part of a human nature where we have the potential to truly be evil, yeah. you know? Like, uh, for example, yeah. if... Hit, yeah. Hit, yeah, let's say Hitler and JFK were actually uh, switched, switched mm. uh, time zones and or time, times, you know, like, uh, they would actually be... Uh, stay the same. Like, JFK would be evil and Hitler would be, like, a good guy, you know? And so... Yeah. Um, uh, it's it's a part of accept acceptance to know that you have a potential to be a bad guy. Everybody has the yeah. potential to be a bad guy, yeah. but uh, you have to actively keep cho keep choosing a lifestyle where you have safeguards to avoid being the bad guy and stay as a nice guy and be a good human being. You know, and. Yeah, for example, like alcohol, uh, alcoholism, drugs, um, dangerous uh, activities that are harmful to one's health. You know, it's it, and th that will probably lead to uh, be you becoming uh, be manifesting the evil that is within us. You know, yeah. And actually, um, I exp I've experienced that. Like, for example, I've been in a in an in a, in a school. Or an, a military academy where they teach us or incorporate in us something to being a robot and like uh, you and I I've done some bad things in my life you know and uh, I actually can't blame if the, it was the system or if it was me and probably it was both like you say it's nature and nurture and so I I really accept that there's a potential inside of me to be evil you know and. I think that's part of the acceptance. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. I mm -hmm. think before before you, um, if you can't understand the the evil that we're capable of, like you you need to understand that if you're put in a certain position with in a certain in a certain circumstance, you were capable of things that you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Um, like you said, you go back to Hitler, the Nazis. It wasn't just Hitler. It was mm -hmm. a whole race of people that, yes. um, that you know, went along with him. And, you know, again, given the right circumstances, you will be surprised what you're capable of. Mm -hmm. So when you can understand that, it, for me, it helped, it helped me deal with... Um, you know, it helped me deal with myself. So once I realized that basically everyone's capable of, of holding up a shop, you know, everyone's capable of armed robbery, given the circumstances, it's, 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 it's inbuilt in us to, um, like, 
back to the nature of nurture, it's environment. So, you know, people think they're really good people and, and they would never do nothing bad. But if you switch their, their environment, put them in a different circumstance, give them a different past, they would be shocked to what they are actually capable of as a human, you know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's a very good point. Um, I think that's, you need to understand that. Like that's something that everyone needs to, to think about a little, like, and, and understand it. Like that the humans, mm-hmm. not just humans, yourself, you know, you're capable of, of horrific things, but also the plus side of that is, you're capable of so much goodness, you know, you can do such great things that your mind can't even contemplate how good you can actually be the mm-hmm. same way that you can't contemplate how bad you can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, man, I don't know if, uh, if it's okay with you, but I want to talk about uh, the long-term impacts of a life where, uh, as you say, you have had past, for example, drug abuse or, or stuff yeah. like that, yeah. Uh, as a person, Fine, yeah. Uh, as a as a man with a family now, uh, how do you think it's still affecting you? Where having that past with uh, drugs? Well, so so the past now, mm-hmm. what I've done, the choices I've made, the the mm-hmm. the the, um, the environment I was in has led me to this point, and and in this point, you could blame my heart failure on my past and my past choices. But, um, yeah, so without them choices and without the, the situation I'm in now, I wouldn't have this mentality. So, you know, obviously every choice you make affects you. And, um, but again, it's a tough one. That is like, it everything affects you everything you do is going to affect you so mm-hmm. think carefully think think about what you're doing like be be aware every mm-hmm. second of the day even the little things the the, yeah. the little things you do every day they are what makes you so it could be something as small as how you do how you do your dishes how you clean your dishes mm-hmm. um you make them small changes in the small things you do and they affect you. Um, they, they make you who you are. So it, it's the little things that have a big impact, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask you, uh, yeah, about your religion, you know, like, because uh, I, I can see that you have a positive view in life and uh, what, what, what motivates you? What, what do you believe in, you know? Uh, yeah. Well, for starters, I think I think pers- uh, religion is is personal. So mm-hmm. I, I don't like to speak about it much, but I will tell you about my my religious experiences. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but for for the first, you know, for, for my younger years when I was a young man, you know, in my in my teens, mm-hmm. I was I used to argue with um, religious people. Uh, it was one of my favorite pastimes about. Because, you know, I'm into science and stuff, so I used to try and argue about how how wrong they were and, and try and mock them. But mm-hmm. um, later on in life, probably when I was 25, 26 maybe, I, I started to um, 
well, I, I wanted to believe. And I was in the shower one day and I was at a low point and I was crying and um, mm-hmm. I was praying. I, I prayed and I was just saying, help me, help me. Uh, and a voice came in my head saying, um, fear not, young Nicholas, you will achieve greatness. No, mm-hmm. the voice came from nowhere. And um, it was like, I believed. Uh, and and you, uh, you can't explain it to someone. You can't explain it so they understand until they've experienced it themselves. That's what I mean about religion being personal. This, this pointless me, you know, but, but the point is, um, now I try and pray to God. I, I, I won't say I, I pray every day because I don't, but whenever I remember, I pray to him. And it's normally in times of crisis. So I ask him for things like look after my family, look after my son. But also when life is good, I pray and, and I thank God. I thank him for everything he's given me and I mean everything like all the bad stuff I thank him and I mean it so I think um, yeah religion to me is very important I won't even say so much religion it's, it's it's more I'm a follower of Christ rather than a Christian like just love people and you know be kind and, and try and help out I think that's religion for me it, Mm-hmm. It's, it's the selfless act of of, um, of of just trying to help out and make things better. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's really great to hear that uh, you have a, you're a follower of Christ. And I'm gonna ask, like, uh, what pushed you to uh, have the to believe in Jesus? You know, like what event or person? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Like I said, I, I was at a low point in my life. I was um, I was a, a drug addict. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd recently had a son, um, which is a lot to take on, especially when you're in the position I was in. Um, you know, life was bad. I, I had zero friends. You know, I didn't talk to anyone. I was a bit of a recluse. I had this drug addiction. I was going through mental health problems. I was delusional. I was, um, yeah, just at one of the worst points of my life. And like I said, I, I prayed to God. I thought, I have got nothing left, like, so I, why not? I just asked him, and, and he answered me straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- that was the turning point for me, you know? Um, the, the words I heard in my head, I couldn't have said them to myself. They came from mm-hmm. somewhere else. So that was the point where I believed and it seems that everything that happens to me, no matter how bad it is, mm-hmm. there's a greater purpose. There's a higher purpose to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, for, yeah, yeah. Well, for example, uh, you meet someone who is an atheist or an agnostic. You know, like, uh, would you be uh, inclined to uh, tell them about Jesus or just? Uh, allow them yeah. to li- live for themselves, you know? Or what would you do in that scenario? Yeah. So, if they're not atheist, you said, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, then I wouldn't... 
I would, I would, I would share some things with them, mm-hmm. and you know, if they were interested, mm-hmm. I may share some more. But you know, if if they pushed it away and they didn't want to hear it, then mm-hmm. they wouldn't hear me. I would, mm-hmm. I would, I would discontinue talking about it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think that that's probably that's a that's a very bad thing is to try and push religion on someone. If someone yeah. needs religion and they're enjoying hearing about it, then I will continue, you know, and I will tell them as much as I can. But mm-hmm. as soon as I can see that they don't want to hear no more, they won't hear any more of me. Yeah, but um, for example, what if they are interested, you know, but uh, they, they, they're, they're doubting the faith factor for example you know that yeah they people like uh atheists uh, they they prefer having scientific evidence you know like rational logical stuff you know and and faith doesn't well, yeah the faith doesn't always seem attractive to these kinds of people yeah well like i said if so right so we've got science right i know all of science and science leaves room for god you know mm-hmm. we can only tell what happened like six millionths of a second after the big bang we, mm-hmm. science doesn't describe you know the, the singularity and stuff so science leaves room for god mm-hmm. um science doesn't disprove god it it actually leaves room for god you know mm-hmm. so even if they're into science but but if If they're struggling with faith, um, you know, everyone everyone struggles with faith. Even believers struggle mm-hmm. with faith. Um, faith is something that you have to work on, and, and it takes a long time. So, like I said, if they don't want to hear what I've got to say, mm-hmm. I'll stop talking about it. You know? Yeah. Uh, and, but what, and if they, yeah, what if, if they want like? What if they are still interested, you know? But, uh, for example, uh, it takes faith to be a Christian, but it also takes faith to be a Muslim or a Jew or a Hindu. Uh, what makes the Christian faith different from all these other religions? So, um, for me personally, um, I think that all these all these faiths are just mm-hmm. interpreting the same God. Mm-hmm. So I can only talk on a, on a Christian's behalf. I can't even mm-hmm. talk on that. I can only talk on my behalf. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, obviously I will be talking about God from a Christian standpoint because that's all I know. I don't know anything about Islam or, or Judaism yeah. you know, to speak about, but Like, I love everyone the same. So, it to me, like if someone's a, a Muslim or a, a Jew, they they're still my brothers, whether they like it or not. You know, they're still my brothers. You know, it, yeah. it, it's relevant to me. If they've still got faith, then they have faith in my God. Or you know, they say that it's not my God, but. There's only one God, so yeah, we we share a God. We just interpret him differently. 
Yeah, but um, I've noticed uh, about Christianity is that it's very specific when it comes to doctrines, right? For example, uh, Jesus Christ himself, you know? Uh, Jesus is yeah. re- really uh, important uh, if, you have, if you become a follower of Christian faith. And uh, when you're a Muslim, you don't exactly see Jesus the way true Christians see Jesus, you know? The Muslims or uh, maybe Jews see Jesus as just a teacher, a normal human, but not, so, not the God and man himself, you know? Yeah, so, um, you know, for me, Jesus, he was, he was a man who made no mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, he, he was the perfect man. He was the, the archetypical, the man who, who we all should strive to be like um, for myself. Like I said, I, I don't know much about Muhammad, and, uh, you know, but, but for me, Jesus was, uh, he was the perfect man. Hello? Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, um, yeah, the, you know, yeah, so that's, that's it, yeah, you was perfect. You broke up a little bit, so I didn't hear exactly what you said. Yeah, okay, okay, um, so, uh, yeah, you know, so, for example, Christians, you know, um, yeah, uh, in Christianity, you believe that you have to believe that Jesus uh, died on the cross for and for three days he was buried in and the third uh, and Easter he was resurrected. You know, and it's really essential to believe that if you want to be uh, born again or you have to be a true Christian. Uh, yeah. yeah, and so uh, sh- if you're a, if you're a Muslim or a Jew, well, even if we're brothers. Uh, by your standards, I wouldn't be saved. I wouldn't be part of God's kingdom when it, when the day comes. You know. That's that's by that's by the Christian standards. Like I said, mm-hmm. I'm a yeah. follower of Jesus, and mm-hmm. um, like a lot of the Bible's metaphors. So when Chris, when when Jesus dies, right, he, he's crucified on the cross. That could be a metaphor, yeah. That, like, like I'm going through all, all, the, all the suffering you go through. Once, once you, you, you completely die, right? You have an ego death, and mm-hmm. um, there's the rebirth. So, with all of the, um, you know, with all the pain, the suffering, the crucifying. After that, there's there's rebirth. So for me, it's more of a metaphor that, you know. Um, we are unfairly prosecuted. Yeah, this is about acceptance again. We, mm-hmm. we are unfairly prosecuted and, and we go through hardships that we didn't deserve. But mm-hmm. after we've been through them, after we die, you know, metaphorically, there's a rebirth and, and we come back alive. So, like I said, I'm a follower of Jesus, I, I'd like to say. And um, I love all my brothers no matter you know if if they're Muslim or Jewish, 
Hindu, whatever. Um, we're all humans. So, like for me, um, another thing is the Bible speaks in metaphors as Jesus did. Mm-hmm. So things don't have to be taken as literally, you know, I don't think you have to believe that Jesus died and then he came back to life mm-hmm. um, to be a Christian, not in my view. Um, mm-hmm. But, but again, like I said, I, I'm a follower of Jesus mm-hmm. rather than a Christian, because like you said earlier, with all the, the, the Christian doctrine and stuff, mm-hmm. I think that, it was sort of poisoned by the, the, like the people of power in them days. So they used Christianity as a tool to, um, to influence and to make, to, to get people to, um, to do what they wanted, basically. So I think there's a lot of, like you said, there's a, there's a lot of doctrine put in the Bible, which shouldn't be there, you know? So, yeah, it, like I said, I'm a follower of Jesus rather than a than a, a, a Christian, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm uh, moving away from religion, you know. Like, uh, yeah. I want to learn about your perspective on death. You know, like, uh, mm. is death? Should we prepare for death or? Uh, is death just an, another stage and uh, another door and there's something w- waiting uh, after it? No? What do you believe? believe? Ooh, well, this is what I know. So, so heaven and hell can be experienced when we're alive. I, I've been in hell. Like, every day I've, I've, I've lived and I've thought, I just wish I weren't here. Like, and it was torturous. So... I've lived in hell, and I think that heaven can be achieved on earth. The, the kingdom of heaven, can you, can you can walk in it while we still breathe the air of earth. But also, I've had out-of-body out experiences. Um, I've researched it a little bit, and, you know, I think it's completely possible that there's, a, there's a, some sort of dimension or there's something where our consciousness can survive. It can live on after death. Like, let's take, let's say you have a dream, right? You have a dream, and, and when you wake up, you recall a dream. And this dream can go on for half an hour, an hour, maybe longer. But the science says, you know, that they do brain scans and whatnot, and the dream only lasts for seven seconds. So the consciousness isn't restricted to time itself. You know, we could live an eternity in an hour. In our minds, it's an eternity, but in real life, it's an hour. So the afterlife is completely possible, yeah. You know, it, we could be dying, we take our last breath, our brain's still functioning for a minute, but in that minute, we've lived an eternity, you know, in our mind. Yeah, yeah there's a... That's, re- that's, perspective but then you try to uh explain the things supernatural things in the bible in a very naturalistic way right for example uh heaven hell you explain it away naturalistically and so uh, do you actually believe in any uh 
spiritual stuff have phenomena happening uh in this reality you know like a metaphysical world uh, you know do you believe in actual actually believe in that the holy spirit I magic mm-hmm. yeah i i believe that it's a possibility and i also believe that our minds are greater than than we know like our minds are capable of 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 things that that we do not know yet we we don't understand it we don't understand exactly you know what our minds can do you know that's a fact we don't understand so we can perceive it as as magic or um you know um it, it it's we we can't actually see because we don't understand it fully we put it down to you know magic and and um these you know supernatural but it could be our minds like it's it's because we don't understand yet so so we mark it as supernatural and and, and mystical but it could just be a fact of life you know mm-hmm. the fact of things that we do not yet understand so we we can't categorize it we not properly anyway like so Yeah, I think it's a lack of understanding that you know we call things supernatural. Maybe, maybe it's it's natural. Supernatural mm-hmm. things are natural, and we just have yet to define it, you know, scientifically. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I've seen things, so things supernatural exists. Yeah, although mm-hmm. I wouldn't call it supernatural. I would call it natural. It's just yet to be defined. Yeah. Uh, uh, what if there's a an atheist who approaches you and uh, talks to you about uh, all of this stuff and says that uh, you're just having a confirmation bias where you try to choose the evidence that supports what you believe for your own Uh, favor, you know, for your own purposes, and so, for example, well, I would you... say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would what, what, say, well, mm-hmm. I would say that that's your own opinion. Um, mm-hmm. Show me proof that I'm wrong. If you're mm-hmm. saying my proof is wrong, like mm-hmm. it's my own proof and it's a personal proof. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't, I can't give you the proof. I'm not trying to give you the proof. I've mm-hmm. got my own proof for things I've seen, heard, tasted, touched. It's, it's my own proof. Um, show me proof that 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 I am lying to myself. Like, mm-hmm. show me proof, and and they've got no proof. It, it's their opinion, the same as it's you know, it's my opinion in a way. Mm-hmm. But to myself, I have my own personal proof, which is enough for me. Yeah, but for, for example, if an atheist, uh, yeah, says that, uh, yeah, you you show me your proof, I show you my proof, but um, it leads to a discussion of whether you actually, for example, really, really, really want to be specific with the scientific studies and the research, and uh, if you have no motivation to actually look at the research deeply enough to to actually discount any faith or favor which you have for the belief system that you hold then maybe an atheist would uh, welcome your ideas you know but for example if you have this confirmation bias where you you just choose the evidence that you want you know 
uh, that yeah. would uh, they would disagree with you. Yeah. So, like I said, in my younger years, when I was, I'd read science every day, right? I'd read, you know, I'd read research on how supernatural things are are imagined by the human mind. So, again, like I said, um, I don't know for certain. Like, um, I it's it's un it's not described yet. It's, it's undescribable. Um, we we the human mind has yet to be able to scientifically describe the supernatural mm-hmm. and um i i thought a lot about this so the um two seconds the it's a good question the like i've looked at both sides so i've looked mm-hmm. at i've looked at science and i've looked at religion Mm-hmm. And neither of them can show me definitive proof, mm-hmm. so I have to go off. I have to go off what I believe inside, and mm-hmm. you know I believe there's a higher power. I believe that I've experienced a higher power, although I know that it could be imagined. You know that is still a possibility. Mm-hmm. I have yet to define it, like scientifically. You know mm-hmm. something could come out that could put put an end to it. You know could say. You know, you're imagining this God. It's, it's all fake. Which I know that means my faith is um, it's on the edge. But if that proof comes and it's definitive, then I obviously have to follow the proof. But that proof is yet to come. So I go with my instincts, and I go with I go with God. You know. Yeah. Although I still I still follow science. Like I'm a true believer of science. Everything a science says. Is correct by definition uh, of, of scientific experiment. It's, it's, it's got to be proven by, you know, by experiment. So yeah, like I wouldn't sit you saying that science is wrong and and the, the you know it, it's lies because it's not because I, I believe in science and I believe in God at the same time. It it coincides like. Yeah, so I want to end with this, bro. Like, it's been an awesome conversation, and I want to ask you, as a as an individual in the modern age right now, where we're experiencing and living life, how would I or how would a person make a difference in the world? You know, just in go their, out. Yeah, in their own individual way, how would they go make out. a difference? So you need to, you need to, first of all, you, you need to start putting yourself together. If you're in a bad way, um, you need to focus on yourself, get yourself better. Once you're at like, you know, a manageable level where, where you're doing okay and you're still going the right t- trajectory, you're going up, you, you, you need to go out locally and you need to find people who are, uh, who are not doing as good as yourself. They're, they're less better off and you need to help them. And, you know, in the small incremental ways, you know, you're not going to go out and change the world single-handedly in a week. You know, little things, little things that are manageable, little things you can do. Um, It might be something like you're walking down the street, you see an old lady struggling with some bags. You, You go out of your way and you go and help her. And, you know, you start there, you know, and keep at it, like keep doing it. Keep, 
keep just trying to help out, you know, keep helping out, doing good. Yeah, that's an awesome uh, lesson from, and uh, yeah, you know, just be a good person in your life and as, uh, pay attention to the small things that you do and that will become a ripple effect throughout the world, you know, and mm. yeah, so yeah. Uh, uh, thank you so much, Nikki, and uh, I'm going to end this in, yeah, in one, two, and three. Yeah, bro, we're done. Thanks so much. <laughs> Good conversation. So that's the end of it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. This is your host, Elmo Ador Jr. And thank you for listening in. And please subscribe. Please follow us on Facebook. Please, please follow this. Please. Thanks. Thank you.